What's up everybody, Adam Kramer here with the game day, ready to do a little stock up, stock down, and stock to watch before I get into it. A reminder, follow us across social media when it comes to the game day. Uh, we're just getting started. Really, really awesome stuff, especially if you're into picks against the spread and gambling. We do a podcast every week with Marcus Mosier. We've been on a little bit of a heater, just saying. A lot of Philip Rivers talk. I don't know if that's going to deter you, but there is some of it, and it's it's fun, it's lighthearted, but it's also informative. So before you pick, make your picks for the week, check us out, hear what we have to say, tell us where you disagree, you can jump in on the debate we do every week. We have a lot of fun, so check that out if you haven't already. Okay, so stock up. Always start positive, just the mantra around here. Um, I, I'm not going to go with something fantasy-related, but if you had Patrick Mahomes, uh, if you had Tyreek Hill, I would imagine that would be a very good stock-up opportunity. Too easy. Now, stock-up for me this week is the sports books. They had themselves a week, which is means, likely, by the way, that you did not. When you went to the window this week, unless you're a contrarian better like myself, and I wasn't all over these games, I should say, okay? I wasn't. There were some of them that the lines had just kind of scratched my head. But some of these games this week were very, very public, had a lot of public action on their side. uh, David Purdom, who writes for ESPN, does a great job for them, pointed out some of the most public games. And here's what they were. The Giants, minus 6.5 versus Cincinnati. The Cardinals, minus one against the Pats. The Chiefs, minus three and a half against Tampa. The Browns, minus seven against the Jaguars. The Raiders, minus three and a half against Atlanta, which is actually hilarious just reading that, knowing what the score is, and we'll talk about in a sec. And the Dolphins, minus seven and a half against the Jets. The Giants, they barely won against Cincinnati. The Cardinals lost outright to the Patriots, even though Cam Newton's game was... Pretty disastrous. Didn't throw for a touchdown. Less than 100 yards. Two interceptions. It's just a, That's just an odd Patriots game. The Chiefs, minus three and a half. That looked good for a long, long time. Brady threw a couple of picks. Tampa Bay snuck in. Bit of a late backdoor cover, even though the Chiefs got the win. The Browns, they, it was in a dogfight with the Jaguars all day. As a Jets fan, I was hoping the Jags were going to find a way to pull that out. Some really questionable play calling. Going for a two-point convert. I, just a disaster. But again, it's the Jags. The Raiders, the Raiders, you needed like plus 40, not minus three and a half against Atlanta, demolished 43 to six, and yet the public was all over the Raiders. Hilarious outcome. One of the strangest outcomes we've seen all year, and the Dolphins minus seven and a half against the Jets. Well, the Jets stink, okay? And as a Jets fan, I was thrilled with that result. I thought they had a chance in that seven and a half. That felt like a little bit of a a, a little bit of a questionable line to me. I thought the Jets would play tough. They played tough early. Sam Darnold threw interceptions. The Dolphins covered. So of all those games, very, very public games, one of them covered, and that was the Dolphins. And I'm sure a lot of people were on the Dolphins who, you know, they just know what the Jets do. There's not a moral to this story. I'm not going to tell you just don't go with the public every week because this is not how it works. Uh, sometimes it goes this way. Sometimes it doesn't. You hear weeks where the sports books take a bath when you have setups like this and the game's cover. However, as a contrarian gambler, as someone who's appreciative of these kind of things, I'm not appreciative of you guys uh, losing wagers, if that was the case. I am also always interested to see when weeks like this shake out. It was a contrarian week. It was a weird week. And the sports books, they had themselves a day. They're going to enjoy it because not every week, especially in the NFL, is going to be like this. Okay, stock down. I don't even know where to start. The AFC West. Minus the Chiefs. So the Chiefs didn't cover. That's that's not the worst thing against the Bucks. Disaster. 
disaster. Let's start with a team that didn't have a quarterback. Okay, Denver lost 31-3. to They were down their quarterbacks, Drew Locke, uh, Brett Rippon, and Blake Bortles, due to COVID-19 contact tracing. Not good. Hopefully everybody's okay. Not good. They pulled Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Got to make sure I get that right. I've got to skip the practice squad, Wake Forest, wide receivers, pseudo quarterbacks. They, they pulled him out there. Okay? And I give this guy a lot of credit, by the way. That's not a great position. By the, You're starting in an NFL game. Well, he goes one for nine, uh, 13 passing yards, couple interceptions. Denver reportedly wanted a, an assistant to try to play, which would have been amazing. NFL said no. That's, that's lame. Should have just said yes if you're going to do this. And the outcome is pretty much what you had. I, I have nothing really else to add. If you watch this game, um, it was bad. I mean, New Orleans didn't even play that well. I'll hit on uh, Taysom Hill and the, and the Saints here in a little bit. That's why um, I'm keeping it Denver specific. But this was not even the worst loss, okay? It, it's not. This may, be the, this may be the third worst loss. Let's go to the Chargers. Now, maybe the second worst. The Chargers lost to the Bills 27-17. Okay, there's no shame in that. Buffalo, eight wins. They're going to be in the playoffs. Josh Allen is good. That defense is good. I mean, Herbert, time of possession, a lot of things that worked in the Bills' favor. You give him credit. However, however, Hail Mary at the end of the game, or near the end of the game, Justin Herbert throws it up there. San Diego gets down, has a chance to at least make it a one-possession game. The likelihood of them winning is, is very, very small. But they got a shot. They call two run plays to end the game, including one of the strangest quarterback sneaks where the offensive line thought they were pass protecting. It's one of the most bizarre, bizarre plays you've ever seen. It looks like there's a glitch. It's like a video game. Something is broken. And if you're wondering what the success on it was, it it, it did not go well. Uh, Anthony Lynn, by, by the way, a reminder that Justin Herbert was not supposed to start this year. It was going to be Tyrod Taylor. A botched medical procedure put Justin Herbert in. It's been a really tough year. Um, they could be a playoff team instead they're probably going to be near or in the top 10 picks for the NFL draft. Herbert is a star. Uh, I don't think Anthony Lynn is probably going to be around to see it. The end of this game, just a mess. It's just a mess. It's hard to put in words, even though it was going to be an L no matter what. The end of this game made that L so much worse, and it probably didn't do Lynn many favors. Finally, the Raiders. I don't know what else to say. We talked about this. Uh, up top with stock up when it comes to the public money and everybody on Atlanta cashing. This was a nightmare. A couple of weeks ago, I put uh, Los, I almost said Oakland, caught myself. I put Las Vegas in a stock to watch, right? Heading into the Chiefs game, playing pretty well, had beat Kansas City, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, um, playing okay, not turning the ball over. This This was like the opposite of that, okay? They rushed for 40 yards with one of the best running backs uh, in the game on 14 carries. Uh, Derek Carr with a pick, zero touchdowns. They had five turnovers. Five turnovers. Five turnovers. Four of them fumbles. And Atlanta, who's gotten a bit hot of late, just absolutely crushes them as an underdog. 43. A 40-burger. Nathan Peterman got in this game. I, I have, here, Here's the thing. If you're watching these games, you know things have either gone really good or really bad if Peterman gets into the game. And the answer in this one was really, really bad. That's like the equivalent in baseball 
of bringing in like your backup left fielder to throw an inning of bullpen in that like 15 to 1 game. Not good at all. Not good for the division. Very differently bad, but bad collectively. And finally, stock to watch. Taysom Hill. I don't know what we should do here. Okay, I, I, I don't know what exactly we should do here. Now, a little backstory. I, I did a story on Taysom Hill when he was at BYU in college. And I was, I remember meeting him. And I was absolutely just, it was striking how big this guy was. Good dude. Great athlete. Really unique player. And I like how New Orleans has used him. I get it's a little cachet now. It's not as fun as it used to be. The quarterback that plays special teams and all that. I get it. It's a little, it's a little tiresome. We've kind of exhausted it. Sean Payton has kind of, you know, overused it. People are done with it. He's got two starts. He's got two wins. New Orleans is 9-2. and two. They've outscored the teams in the last two weeks. The Saints have outscored uh, Denver and Atlanta 55-12. to 12. Granted, Denver did not have a quarterback. Uh, against Denver, 9 of 16, 78 yards, interception, two rushing TDs. Just didn't look good. Score was fine. The outcome is great. Hasn't looked great. Against Atlanta, 233 yards passing, two more rushing TDs. Had some ducks in there. Like you on a, a windy day when that vortex, you get it in the wrong wrong wind and it just flies. There was a couple of those, but played all right. Um, as an Alvin Kamara fantasy owner, he's just killing my mojo right now because it's just not meshing together. So so this is where we are. I want to wait and see what happens. Now, Drew Brees fractured uh, double-digit ribs, first and foremost, Al. We know he's out at least one more week. Could potentially be longer than that. But what is New Orleans going to do? if Taysom struggles. And I don't see him really developing as a passer anytime soon. I feel like we know what he's going to be. Potentially fine, potentially not. Really good runner. But is this what their offense can be? And if Drew Brees is going to be out, are they going to eventually go to Jameis? They've got, they play at the Falcons, who suddenly might be hot, or Falcons hot. Eagles, Chiefs, right? Schedule is not great. So what is the leash for Taysom Hill? Because Sean Payton has been stubborn on it. Do we see Jameis? How long is Breeze is out? And then what is the ceiling on a guy like Taysom? What, is, what are we going to get after? I'm fascinated to see. Want him to do well. I think it's unique to get a guy like this in that position. Want to see him thrive. Got a lot of haters out there, it feels like. So I want to see him do well. And yet the optics say that at some point, uh, unless Drew Brees comes back quickly, things are potentially going to turn. Or maybe not. That's why we're going to watch the stock and we're going to find out probably very, very, very soon. All right, guys. Again, Adam Kramer with the Game Day. You can follow me at Kegs and Eggs. Check us out on social media across all platforms of the Game Day. And listen to our podcast. Uh, I imagine Taysom Hill will come up uh, this week. We're going to have other things. We're going to have picks against the spread. It's 5-0 a couple of weeks. I'm just saying 5-0 a couple of weeks. Had some uh, decent hits this week as well. So we'll keep you guys informed. We'll keep you guys entertained. And we look forward to talking to you guys very, very soon. Adam Kramer, over and out.